Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. As you've probably noticed, I haven't been in the room so much lately, uh, only on Tuesdays. I try to keep my, my session here on point. <clears throat> A lot of stuff going on. Uh, just to give you an idea, my name is Stephen Kuhn. I am the co-author 
and of hum Unleash Your Humble Alpha. It's a book about owning your presence in life and becoming the epic leader that you're meant to be. It's a story of my life. Each There's five chapters in there, and each chapter has a story or two, a lesson from that story, and the exact action steps that you can take to implement the Humble Alpha operating system into your life. Because if you ask anyone, what's their operating system? How do they go about life? They might give you, ah, I have a moral or a principle, or I believe this, or I believe that, but they don't really understand what makes them tick. Once you articulate that, once you realize your true identity, your purpose crystallizes in front of you, that purpose will amplify your identity so that you're owning your presence wherever you go. And that owning your presence makes you more attractive to not only <clears throat> partners, but also to other businesses, business owners and customers and clients and these things. And all that does, all of that put together gives you certainty. And certainty, of course, is the one thing that we all need in order to let go of how anything's going to happen. Because when we focus on the how, we're not focusing on the what. So <clears throat> these are all things that are in the book. So if you want to grab the book, go ahead and grab it. It's, it's also become a, a, a university curriculum as well. So it's uh, it's quite, quite a good book. That book has spun off into an advisory program, which you see the link at the top. Quite successful. We had the um, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. His special assistant is one of our clients. Um, we have uh, entrepreneurs in the 20 to 30 million range. Uh, we have uh, wealth management uh, company owners. Uh, we have entrepreneurs, single entrepreneurs. We have group and we have one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So just in case you're interested, drop me a line. So getting back to what TM said, you know, I take a lot, a lot out of uh, what, what TM says because he, he covers a lot of ground, but there's a few things that always pop out to me. One of them was letting go and showing up and facing your fear, right? So letting go is massive. If you've heard me in the last couple of weeks, you know my new mantra that life comes down to three things and one decision. And those three things are receive what's in front of you, decide what to do with it, and let anything go that doesn't serve you. That's life in a nutshell. The one decision you got to make is this. Do I want to be happy? Do I want to be happy for real? And not just, yeah, I want to be happy. Think about a decision you made once where you knew in your heart of hearts it was the final decision. There was no going back. That's the kind of decision I'm talking about. Like when you decided maybe you got a divorce and you said, okay, I guess I have to do this. And you signed the paper and filed. Like you can't turn that back. Right? So that's the kind of decision I'm talking about. Do you want to be happy or not? Simple. Once you unequivocally decide, I will be happy, then you start working on being happy. And working on being happy, the number one thing is letting go of what does not serve you. And realizing that circumstances don't have to dictate how we feel, don't have to sway our happiness. Circumstances are external things that are happening whether you want it to or not. So why worry about it? Right? So like the feeling, feeling fear of life is really the fear of emotions, right? It's not the facts that we fear, but it's our feelings about the facts that we fear. You know, because those, 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 those thoughts aren't even real. They're just something that we're projecting. Once we have mastery over our feelings, and that doesn't mean control, it means letting go, our fear of life diminishes. And feelings, by the way, they're programs. They are learned responses. So your feelings have been learned over the years, taught over the years, right? 
you carried the baggage from your grandparents, great grandparents, parents, the whole works. And then you go through life and you get these, all of these reactions from people and you start getting feelings based on what other people say, do, think, or whatever you see in the news or whatever. And you got to realize that's just external programming. It has nothing to do with who you are. Nothing to do with who you are. That's how you are. You don't need to be that way. You know, I would say people are stuck either in the fear of the past or the anxiety of the future. and They're not living right now. If we let go of the fear, if, if we let go of the fear of the past, or the, the anxiety of the future, or we let go of the fear of the past, uh, the trauma of the past, sorry, <clears throat> then we can act now. We can take, be proactive in our life right now. And what's stopping you from deciding to do what you want to do right now? What's stopping you? It's the things that society says, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't quit and start over. You can't just walk away. You can't do, do whatever you want. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. The truth is, unless you let go, unless you forgive yourself, unless you give, forgive the situations from your past, unless you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move forward. Well, I was 14 years old and living in a mobile home in central Pennsylvania, um, Pennsylvania, which is called Pennsylvania, with my third or second stepfather, I think, living on a farm on this, on this mobile home, and he would come home drunk every night, right? And he ran his car into the into his pickup truck. It was a blue F-150. Uh, he ran his pickup truck into the trailer probably once a week because he was so drunk. And this was in the early 80s, so um, or maybe it was late. Yeah, early 80s. Uh, so I guess drunk driving wasn't a big deal then. And he would come in and he would beat us. So he would come in and, oh, yeah, I can go, you know, all that kind of stuff. You guys heard this. And then one time I was standing there with my brother and we're looking down at this guy. And we're like, dude, we're bigger than him. Like, the hell? Like, why, why are we taking this shit? Like, what is this? So I pushed him back for the first time ever. Like the first time in my life that I was like, I got to fight. I got to push. So I pushed him back. <clears throat> He grabbed me in a, in a chokehold, took a pistol and stuck it in my mouth and pushed it against the back of my head, my throat, pushing my head into the pistol. And at that moment, I didn't give a shit. I was like, do it, do it. I don't even care. So when you talk about trauma and letting go, do you think I carry that with me? No, I don't. I let it go. I forgave him. I for, for most of all, I forgave myself. <clears throat> If I don't let that go, that will always affect me. If I don't, I can give you an example. When, when uh, my marriage ended seven months ago, I fell into a deep, very deep hole. And it brought up every emotion that I had from the past, whether it was trauma, Iraq, losing my buddy, PTSD, uh, depression, uh, you know, all the suicidal thoughts, suicide attempts, all these things. It brought everything back in a second. It was overwhelming. It was almost like an out-of-body experience that I had for about a month. I didn't even know who I was. I couldn't function. I, it was horrible. I was in this room too. So you, you all know what I'm talking about if you were here. So I talked about it very openly and honestly. And um, I had to let all that stuff go. I have to let it go. And it's a constant process of letting go. It never ends because the mind is so programmed by the outside world and through the, the you know our generations that to extract your, con your consciousness from your mind is, is a hard job, but plant medicine helps. And that's why I go to Peru every year. And that's why I work with plant medicine so that I can actually extract my, you know, remove my mind from my consciousness. So I could look, look at it from afar and see that my mind is just a chatterbox that's programmed by the outside world. And I don't need to listen to it. I don't need to listen to it. 
It's not even real. You know, there's a lot of things you can let go. It's not not only the past, but in the, right right now, for instance, I got a I got a letter from the German authorities where I have my one of my businesses, and they said I have back taxes of about 40k. And I was like, shit, man, I need to pay 40k taxes. Um, and I'm like, well, I don't have it right here uh, in euros, so I'm not going to worry about it. It's going to happen. So I wrote him a letter and said, I can pay this much a month and that's what I'll do. If you don't like it, then sue me, whatever, basically. Like, I, I didn't say that, but, you know, basically let go, like, look, this is what I got. And they accepted it. So why worry? Just make, just find a solution, man. That's what life's all about, right? Showing up, providing value and finding a solution for anything, right? So letting go is so, so, so powerful. If you want to forget something or someone, you can't hate it. You can't hate him or her. Everything and everyone that you hate is engraved in your heart. If you want to let go of something, if you want to forget, you can't hate. Now, try to tell that to someone. Try to tell that, tell that to someone whose wife left him, whose husband left him in a, in a shithole with, with no money and kids and all this kind of thing. How do you not hate? Well, you don't hate because you don't have control over them. If you hate, they have control over you. So completely let go. Accept what's in front of you. Decide what you're going to do with it and then let everything else go that doesn't serve you. It's literally that easy. That's life. It's an easy concept, hard to do, right? But let, letting go doesn't mean that you don't care about someone anymore. It's just realizing that the only person you really have control over is yourself, of course. And nothing in the universe can stop you from letting go and starting over right now. Nothing except yourself. So what are you going to do? Are you happy where you are? Have you made a decision to be happy in the world? Have you let go of all the bullshit in the past? I'm asking you this on purpose. This is a journey I'm going through right now. And as you know, I like to talk about current events in my life, and that makes it much easier to be real about it. So are you prepared to do what it takes to actually be the best version of yourself? And it doesn't always mean building up. That means also tearing down tearing down the confines that you've built up for yourself, tearing down those, um, those opinions that you have that must be this way or must be that way, and actually just taking an imperfect action, step for step, moving forward, co-creating with the world around you as you go. You know, abundance is also a process of letting go because that's which, that which is empty can receive. <clears throat> if your head's full of stuff and your heart's full of hate, there's no room to receive. You know, sorry, getting messages here. So I'm talking about humility a little bit. Obviously, humble alpha has something to do with that. Being humble and showing humility, yes, of course. You know, being humble. It, it, what, 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 what do they say? It's not about. It's not about thinking of yourself less. It's about thinking less of yourself, right? Or the other way around, or whatever it is, right? You don't think less of yourself. You only think less about yourself, or whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> all these cool, cool statements and stuff. But the truly humble can't be humbled. They're immune to humiliation. They have nothing to defend. There's no, there is no vulnerability, and therefore the truly humble do not experience critical attacks by others. Instead, a truly humble person sees the critical verbalization by another person as merely a statement of the other person's inner problems. Ouch. How's that one feel? You're immune to humiliation when you're humble. The truly humble. 
because they got nothing to defend. And I've always said that when you embrace the writings in the book, Unleash Your Alpha, and you live by hit, honesty, integrity, and transparency, honesty with yourself while you do say and think like you do. Transparency is how you step into the world with that honesty and it's your ongoing re reputation. The byproduct is integrity. When you live like that and you have no expectations, you focus only on the one thing that you can control and that is the intention and not the outcome. Then you have nothing to defend. And you can stand there naked on stage and no one can say a damn thing about it because you're coming from a place of core integrity, of core values, and it's you're not hurting anybody when you're doing it. So it's, it's, it's a magic place to stand that you can say whatever you want in a tone that's nice, of course, when it comes from a place of integrity and no one can say anything about it and they don't. You guys have heard me say all kinds of crazy stuff in here. And that's because it's coming from a real place. It's, it's not coming from ego. It's not coming from, uh, look, look at me or how good I am or whatever. None of that stuff. So if we realize that the critical words from another person, that's just them telling you their inner problems. There's a saying, if it's out there, it's in here. If I see something in somebody, it's because it's in me. Good and bad. How about reflecting on that for a minute? If I see something in somebody else, if I'm mad at somebody, jealous of somebody, don't like somebody, or think they're whatever, that's because I see that in myself. I feel about myself like that. Because we got to watch out for it, you know. It's, it's, uh, we get ourselves in all kinds of trouble. You know, when you're not, when, when, when you don't let go, you sort of get stuck in like this, what, what's called like inner poverty inner poverty right you're just like oh why me and oh, my god this is horrible and, uh. and what do you do when you're when you're poor on the inside you relentlessly drive to accumulate material goods money and things to make yourself feel better right because that inner peace that inner fulfillment is not there you're poor on the inside and that's when we talk about fulfillment and purpose. That's why it's so important. It's so important. Like my, my wife, soon to be ex, um, was always seeking something, but she didn't know it. I tried to help her. She wouldn't listen, of course, because no one ever listens to their husband or their wife. <laughs> and um, now she's uh, actually working on it, and she's turning into an amazing person. I'm so happy for her. Um, but it took a while. It took being at the bottom to know, like, most people don't, there, there, there's a program called Environment Changers, right? And it's an Environment Changers guy by a guy named Larry Bilota. And he talks to men and women whose wives or husbands left them abruptly. He's been doing it for 20 years. This guy's amazing. And I said, man, this needs to get out there. This is amazing material. This guy really, really helped me. And uh, he said, yeah, no one's going to, no one's going to take a step towards this until it actually happens. And that's, that's the shame. Are you going to be that person that reacts or are you going to be a person that is proactive and sets their own tempo and sets their own pace and decides what you want and decides what you're going to do and takes the bull by the horns and runs your life? It is that simple. It's only a decision. Everything's a decision. Everything in the world right now that you want to do or don't want to do, it's a simple decision. That's why I say receive what's in front of you, decide what to do with it, and let go of everything that doesn't serve you. It's an incredible way to live. It really, really is. And then... TM says, do what you say. And I love that because do what you say is part of the, my definition, my personal definition of integrity 
which is do what you say you will, don't do what you say you won't do, and if you screw up, own it, apologize, and freaking make it better. And when you live like that, and you know that's your operator's, you know, operator's Monday, well, what do you call it? Operating system, what do you want to call it? I was going to speak Latin there, try to sound uh, important, but I screwed it up. <laughs> anyway, what is that? Operator's Monday. Come on, William, what is that? Um, operating modality, whatever. So, um, make it better when you operate in a way of integrity, where you do what you say you're going to do, not don't don't do what you say you're going to do, and you make things better if you screw up. Then you never have anything to worry about. How, how are they going to think about me? What's going to happen? Should I say the right thing? How do I? You know, I was on a um, in two thousand three or two thousand two. I wrote a book in Germany <clears throat> called um, Soldat im Golfkrieg. And it was called Served in the Gulf from Soldier to Cynic. It was about my time in the Gulf War, the first Gulf War. And it came out the door the day the war started in 2003 in Iraq, right? So this time, or the last time, whatever. And uh, I was immediately on TV for a year. But the first TV show I was on uh, was a show called Johannes Bicana. And it was... Um, a guy who was like, like the number one talk show and it was they they mixed it with his other talk show and it was like sir peter ustinov was on the show i was on the show um the ambassador to germany from england and the uk were in the show all these like the big people and i'm sitting there like this doofus right this like gi on national tv with i don't know 30 million viewers on the first day of the war tensions in the air and if you remember germany was the axis of evil according to george bush jr senior Junior, so I'm sitting there, and they asked me a question, and they said, um, "Mr. Kuhn, are you against this war?" And no one had ever asked me that before, and I wasn't even thinking about it, because here I am, I'm sitting there on national TV in Germany, and knowing that the Germans are against the war, and that I live in Germany now. For that, at that time, I was there for ten years. Um, what, what what answer do I give? So I don't look like a fool. Right. I was thinking this in, 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 in the milliseconds that he asked me that question. I'm like, well, what, what do I answer? Like, I don't even know what to wait. If I say this, then the Americans are going to think that. If I say that, then the Germans are going to think this. And I said, wait a second, Stephen, be true to who you are, man. What's your truth? And I just let it out. I said, I love my country. I'm a patriot. I support my, I support the troops, of course, but I'm totally against this war. And like a cold rush came over me. Like, holy shit, I can't believe I just said that. Because <laughs> you know? when you're in the military, you don't say stuff like that. Right. Um, right. William's like, ah, I got you brother. Um, yeah. So it's, it was, it was, it's one of those things where I ended up saying, okay, well, it's up, up to me and my integrity to say the right thing for me. It's not about others. See, I was worried about what they were going to think when you come from a place of integrity and core and core competency and morals and values, then it doesn't matter what you say because it's coming from that place. It's solid. You own it. And when you own it, people see that certainty in you. When people see that certainty in you, they want to be with you, work with you, buy from you. People buy certainty. They don't buy the product. They buy your certainty in your product or your services. Your certainty and your ability to deploy your genius and your, and your core talents in any given situation that the world throws at you. I say that every week, don't I? You guys are probably saying, Jesus, Steve, when are you going to stop? I'm not going to stop. Because this is one thing. That's the most important thing for me is this certainty in my abilities. It is so key to everything. Every relationship you have, every business you have, every partner you have, every every customer, client. That certainty 
will take you further than any tricky marketing, XYZ, blah, blah, blah. When you're certain of who you are, people just follow. Simple, real simple. So how do you get certain? Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Find out who you are, for real, not what you do. Like, who are you? I'm the CEO. No, you're not. That's what you do. Who are you? I'm a father. No, that's what you do. Who are you? Right? Who are you? 99% of you don't even know that answer to that question. And that's okay, because no one does. Unless you read the book, Unleash Rumble Alpha, then you'll know. First chapter. You get done, you walk away, you have your two-word moniker, you know your identity, you can start working on your purpose. Once you get your purpose, purpose amplifies that identity, makes you the uh, someone who owns their presence in life, and you walk in and you fill every single room without saying a word. You just walk in and boom, there you are. Who doesn't want that? And you know what? The more humble you are, the more humility you show, the more powerful that presence is. It, it isn't the other way around. People see someone comes in on stage, hey, you know, hey, ba 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 ba. You know, they're screaming on stage and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it gets your attention, but it's freaking exhausting, <laughs> right? I remember I was watching Jocko um, Rilnik. Uh, I was at a conference. Um, actually, I, I was opening. I was a keynote speaker, the opener, and Jocko came after me. He was wondering who I was. Who's who's this guy? And um, I was on stage and I talk like this, right? I'm telling stories. I'm talking. Da, 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 da. He comes on stage and I was like, I got to watch this because I, I never saw Jocko in person before. And he comes on stage and uh, this, he starts like screaming, like commands, like a drill sergeant. And I think after like four minutes, I'm like, man, I got to get out of here. This is just too much stress. <laughs> you know, what he was saying was amazing, but it was just that, just that, the boom, that's, that's presence also. But a humble person will have, you know, loads and loads and loads of more presence than someone who's out there trying to project, right? Trying to project who they are, what they're about what they do. You see it all the time, right? See all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has their path, right? That's everybody has their journey. And when you let go of all of those things that we're told that we have to hold on to and all of those things that we want to hold on to because it's too painful to let them go, we think it's too painful to let them go. When you, when you can let go of those one by one, or maybe even group by group, your life is going to be enriched. You're going to have relationships show up in your life that you never, and I mean never, could have had unless you let go and reached a certain frequency. You always attract people at your frequency. I was in New York, oh man, I don't know, 2006, I was doing, we were producing some films. I think we were working with Tarantino or Lawrence Bender at the time. Actually, Lucia Kaiser, we were working with her, that's right. Um, um, and she just actually congratulated me to my birthday yesterday. <laughs> I turned 55 yesterday, by the way. Happy um, birthday, man. Hey, thank you, brother. Thank you. Yo, happy birthday, yeah, Steve. Man. Thank you, thank you. And, uh, um, you know, I was in New York, and I was with this woman, Zoe, who was from Bulgaria, and she needed some help. So I was helping her um, with what I do, right? So advisory, if you will. And we walked out after that, 
and we were walking down the street and people were like waving hey how you doing hey how you doing the guy came up shook, shook my hand and, uh, and she's like what do you know these people i'm like no i don't know who they are she's like well why are they doing that it's because that's it, my frequency right now it makes them feel like they know me and she's like what, what do you mean and i told her because i was helping her i was cleansing myself at the same time helping her and i became when you help people you become uh, more powerful it's almost like um, you're, you're giving, but receiving at the same time. So for instance, if I, if I go on a podcast before that podcast, I will have a session with somebody, a free session just to help them out because I'm in a place of power. Then I go into that podcast and I freaking crush it. Right. And that's what I mean about frequency. What frequency are you at right now? That's who you're going to attract. You want a different frequency. You, you want a different um, surroundings. You need to go to a different frequency. And it doesn't matter if you put yourself in the room with others that are way above your, your level. If you can't match their frequency, you will not be accepted. You will feel uncomfortable and that uncomfortableness will show in your actions and your words and no one will take you for full, right? Maybe you'll get lucky and you'll find someone like me that likes, hey man, come here, let me tell you something. You're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. If you wanna do this, you gotta do that. If you want it to be like this, you gotta be like this. Like I will tell you straight up. There's a guy named Randy Cage, Randy Gage, Randy Gage. He's like this net network marketer guy. Uh, super uh, successful, wrote 100 books or whatever. And uh, he, he was really, really good on stage. I mean, really good on stage. Like this guy was amazing. But his suits were horrible. <laughs> so I never met the guy. So I'm seeing him online. And, and, and my buddy's like, oh, yeah, watch this guy. I was like, boy, the guy's so good. But man, his suits and his loafers with the dingleberries and all that kind of, I was like, come on. Because presentation, you know, they say the eye eats with. Like when you eat food, it's got to look good. And so I, I literally Googled, found his cell phone number, God knows how, and I called him and he picked up. And I said, hey, Randy, how you doing? This is Steven. I'm living in Germany. You don't know me from Jack, but I want to tell you something. I really enjoy your stuff. You've really helped me a lot with all of the, all of the material you have. This is like 15 years ago. And yada, yada, yada. And he said, well, thank you so much. How did you get this number? I said, I Googled it. He goes, you got to be kidding me. And I said, no. And I said, can I tell you something? <laughs> He's like, what? And I said, your suits, um, they look boxy, man. You're a slim guy. You need to have a tailored suit. That goes in, you know, you have the, the hourglass shape sort of kind of thing going there. You need double vents in the back. That closed or single vent does not work. You need a pocket square, not a puffer, right? And you need to wear manchetten or French cuffs with a with with a cuff link. You don't want to be wearing those, you know, leaving your things open. And if you're wearing a jacket that's custom, the first button has to be open as well, because that shows that you're 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 in the you know, in the in the club, I guess you could say. If people see it, if they do, they do, if they don't, they don't. And, and uh, he, he's like, and I said, in your shoes, never wear loafers with suits. You always have to wear lace shoes with suits. Don't, don't, don't wear brown shoes after 1800. Uh, wear black, right? All this kind of stuff that I learned in London when I was living in Seville Row, uh, near Seville Row. He took it to heart. I saw him about two years later, saw him on stage in person in Norway. The dude was rocking. I was like, damn, Randy, looking good. Nice suits, man. When did when you decide to do that? And he looked at me. He's like, are you the guy that called me? I'm like, hell yeah, that was me. <laughs> he gave me a big hug. He goes, dude, you changed my life. Why would I even bother, right? Why would I take the time to call somebody who I don't even know and possibly insult him, tell him that his suits need some help? Well, first of all, I can do that because I'm coming from a place of integrity and from true added value. I want to help somebody, right? That's the first thing. Second thing is I had no expectations. So I didn't care if he said yes or no or screw off or you're bonehead or whatever. I had no expectations. So there was no fear there. There was no worry or wondering. I just did it because I wanted to do it. And I wanted to, wanted to make the guy look good. He's, he's already an amazing speaker. Why, why, why shouldn't he look good? 
I started, I, I ended up calling the, the, I started, I started doing this for more men then, right? And um, I ended up coming up with the ultimate dress for a man. And you've all seen it when I spoke on stage in New York or in, uh, in Kentucky. And that's a pair of blue jeans, matching shoes and belt. You can wear brown if it's before 6 p.m. If not, it's black. A white shirt, nice crisp high collar, a blue jacket and a pocket square and French cuffs. And that's what I call the humble man look. <laughs> and I started, I started helping this. I made a video, people started, and then the next thing you know, all these people, all these guys are calling me and saying like, man, I, I put on the humble man dress and people think I own the restaurant when I walk in or my clients, they, they just, they want more, they want more, um, uh, services from me. Um, they, they're willing to pay more now just because of how you dress. What does that mean? It means you're meeting them where they are. The worst thing that I hear about people is they say, I don't give a crap what you think about me. I'm going to wear what I want. Well, hey, then you're going to pay the price, right? If you're not meeting people where they are, why should they let you in, right? Why should they let you in, into their world? And that's what I mean about going into a room at a higher frequency. If you're not prepared to go to that higher frequency, you're not going to make it. You're not going to stick around. It's not going to hang. Right. You're, you're, you're not gonna be able to hang. There's people be like, this guy doesn't fit here. This girl doesn't fit here. Something's wrong. Frequency off. Frequency's off. They don't say it consciously. Very few people do, but it's a, it's a powerful, powerful thing. When you know that you can control all this by letting go and letting go of all the circumstances, the circumstances aren't you. It's not your personality that all of this stuff that you're reacting to is just in your mind. One of the things you said is leaders lead themselves first, or you said leaders lead and lead themselves. And I always say leaders lead themselves first, because if you're not capable of leading yourself, how can you lead others? And that's the biggest mistake that I see in the corporate world is these leaders are a mess. They're overweight. They're not in shape. Their relationships are bad, really horrible. They're cheating on their wife or their husband. Um, but they're making good money and they're the leader and they have a title. So they have the right to do that. Do they? Not in my book. Um, I will walk away from a, a person in seconds if I see their integrity is not in place. Leadership isn't about that. What's on the outside. It isn't about that course you took or that certification you have. Like TM said, that's his genius inside of him. That's how he was bred. You could almost say. Some people are bred like that. I'm sort of bred like that too. The leadership that I learned was you got to get shit done yourself, man. Stepdad number five isn't going to help you if number four, number three, number two either, right? And mom's probably not going to help you either because she's too busy making sure that the guy doesn't get upset. So what's left? It's me striving for attention, me striving to get things done, trying to be better and better and better so I could get at least a morsel of, hey, good job. I played baseball. I played football. I sucked at all of them. I tried basketball. I really sucked. I tried wrestling. I hurt my neck in the first practice. <laughs> all of those sports in four years of high school, my, my mother came to one game the entire time. That was it. No father ever came. And that drove me. That drove me hard to be at the cutting edge all the time. And that's why at the age of 55, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm crushing it like never before. I'm expanding. I'm, it's just so much is going on right now. That's just unbelievable because I let go of all that shit. I let go of all of it. And the big catalyst for that was the separation with my wife. That was the big catalyst seven months ago that really 
cleaned my clock, if you will, and made me realize all that baggage I was carrying around. So letting go is no joke. And being a leader to lead yourself means how do I get myself in a place where I can lead others? It isn't that title. It isn't that book, that certification, that MBA, that BA, that master's, this, whatever it is. It's not, that's not leadership, right? That's knowledge. Unless you apply that knowledge, it's worthless. It's just like storage in a, in a library. There's a nice book. You like looking at it, but you never read it. Unless you're applying it, you don't own that knowledge. And if you read our book, you can see a lot of like similar things in there. Nothing's new. It's all just packaged different. But it's mine. And it's Lane's, my bit, my co-author. We own it. That's our story. That's our life. We made it ours through our experiences and through all of the, the situations we went through. And then we can present it. And then we can teach it. Right? You are the most incredible person on the planet. You. Talking to you. And until you realize that, you're going to be limited in your success and in your visions and your dreams. You're a unique, special, incredible individual. Find your tribe through the frequency. Increase your frequency. Find out who you belong to and go all in. And let go of all of this that doesn't serve you. Remember, receive what's in front of you. Make a decision what you're going to do with that. And let go of anything that doesn't serve you. Sound like a plan? Sound like a plan to me. My goodness. Thank you, Annette. Happy birthday. Modus operandi. Thank you, Mary Lynn. That was what I was looking for. Modus operandi. Thank you, Linnell. Everybody gave me that answer. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Thank you, Patricia. Nice words. Thank you, William. Yeah, so I, you know, I sort of went off on that today because uh, I, you know, I love coming in this room and hearing what TM is going to say because I know it's always juicy. And I have so many, so many experiences in my life uh, that I, um, that I can always relate to whatever, whatever's going on. It's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day. I forget who it was. I, was on a talk, I don't know if I was on a podcast or what the hell was going on, but, um, uh, you know, he said, well, what, what kind of failures did you have? Like what kind of hardship did you have? And I just went off. Like, I just, I'm like uh, five stepfather, suicide attempt, army, lost my buddy, went to Iraq, um, you know, lost everything. I was homeless, uh, lost two wives that I was just going off like all this kind of stuff. And he was like, holy shit, man, how can you sit there and smile? And I said, because I let it all go. You know what that did? You know what that did for me? All of that stuff that I did, the suicide, the gun in my mouth, all that stuff. It made me who I am today. So why the heck would I not, you know, in, in, you know, not appreciate it? How can I not appreciate that my stepfather stuck a gun in my mouth? I have to appreciate it. it. Made me who I am. Right. How can I not appreciate that I lost my buddy in Iraq because he did it for me? And for us, I have to appreciate it. When you live like this, friends, when you live like this, your life is so rich. You love everything that you touch. You love everyone that you see. You don't just say, hey, buddy, how you doing? You come here, give me a hug, you big hunk. You know what I mean? Like you just, you, you, you want to give it. You want to, you want to receive it. And you just unconditionally love everything and everything, everything and everyone around you. And if you ever hung out with me, you know, that's how I am. Like I, I talk to random people all the time. Even in, even in traffic today, I saw this woman sitting beside me in the car and she had this like amazing reddish hair. And I was like, wow, your hair is beautiful. And she's like, oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> you know, just say it. My grandfather told me that. Monica, I don't know if she's in here today. 
<laughs> yeah, there she is. My grandfather told me that back, I don't know if it was 86 or 85 or 84. Um, something to the effect of, you know, you can go outside right now, stand in the middle of the sidewalk, and then someone will be like, get out of the way, ass, you know, dummy, dummy or whatever. They call you some names and yell at you for standing in the middle of the sidewalk. But no one's going to come up to you and say, hey, you okay? You need some help? What can I do for you? And he said, be that person. Be that person that shows the positive. And so I, I adopted it, not, not, not immediately, but later in life I adopted it. Uh, and that's what I do. If I go into a bar or a club or a restaurant, a car dealership, doesn't even matter. And I see somebody who strikes me as like interesting or beautiful or even man or woman, I will tell you. I've, I've even had business uh, partners end up, I was in a lounge in, in uh, um, business lounge in, um, at the airport in Budapest. And I saw this guy, he dressed to the T. I was like, my God, dude, you look amazing. Like, wow, is that all tailored suit? And he's like, he was British. And so we did business together. He invited me to be a keynote speaker in Austria at one of his events. You know, it's like, why wouldn't I go that? Why wouldn't I spread love? Why wouldn't I spread the, the positivity that's inside of me? Why do I should I keep it for myself? And why do I got to keep it for my family? You don't need to. The more you give, the more you get. And if you truly want to get something, then give it to somebody and you will get it. That's the truth. And let go of all expectations. That's the biggest thing. You either have an expectation, you verbalize it and get a, an agreement about it, or you don't have an expectation. Imagine that going home with no expectations of the husband who's sitting on the sofa, eating Fruit Loops, watching watching a game while the dishes are piled up in the sink. You're going to walk in and be like, damn, I knew he wouldn't do it. Right? If you, if, you have a, if you have an expectation. If you have no expectations, you just walk in, hey, think you could clean the dishes today with no emotions whatsoever. Hey, can you do the dishes today? And because of the energy that you have, the frequency that you're emitting, that's not an expectation, then he'll probably do it. It's all about frequency, guys. It's all about frequency. I could talk about this all day, but I won't because it's 12-12 already my time. And man, I, I usually don't go 45 minutes. But I thank you all for the time and uh, interest in the session. And I'd like to open it up for questions for the last 18 minutes. Steven. Questions or comments. Keep them short and punchy so as many people could get as many as possible. If you're in the audience, raise your hand. Someone will bring you up. Steven. Good morning. It's Linnell. Oh, Linnell, my guardian angel. Awesome, awesome segment. I love some of the things that you said. The first thing that I heard you say is you can only control yourself. You can't control other people. And when we get to that point where we understand that it's what's coming from us that matters going out into the world, not so much what we're receiving in, but what we're giving out. Absolutely love it. Second thing that I love is the fact that today you came from a reflective place so you're operating from the scar not the wound and i'm so proud of you Stephen. thank you so much for this segment this morning continue yeah. doing what you are doing and i love you much i'll go ahead and mute myself out it's linnell the soul coach thank you so much linnell always always a pleasure all right who's next who's next monica monica my cousin. Good, good morning, champion. You, um, you said something about how uh, what Pappy told you about you know be the person who is the positive, not the negative, and acknowledging people and for no reason. And yeah. you know, I have been doing that for years and years. And let me just share with you what came up for me when you said it today. The reason that you and I can do that, and I'm sure other people in the room do that. We're walking around, and I do the same thing all the 
time, I'd be like, sister, your legs are on fire right now. Like, what? you look unbelievable. Or whatever, just walking by and high-fiving somebody who's running. Like, good job, champion. The reason you can do that is because you have a mindset that when you give to someone else, it doesn't take away or diminish you. And so many people can't give to someone else in that way because for some reason it's wacky, but they feel perhaps that it diminishes themselves because they're giving away. It's like that law of if, if, if someone else has money, it means I can't. And that is a big fat lie just the same. So that's why you can do that so easily because you come from a place of there is enough and plenty and the more I give, the more I get. I'm done. Boom. Look at that, cuz. Rocking the house, man. I love it. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, Monica and I were never really close when we were growing up. We, we hung out. We had the, you know, the family reunions with the 850,000 Italian family members there. And we'd lose each other in the, in the chaos. Um, but then as we grew older, I think 14, 15, maybe 10, something like that, 10, 10, 15, we lost you know, touch and we saw each other very, very rarely. And it's only recently, recently through Clubhouse that we've been hooking up like this. See, talking to each other almost every day, one way or the other, and we've even met in person a couple of times. It's it's uh, in Kentucky, for instance, or in Pennsylvania, and so Clubhouse, man, pretty amazing, um, <laughs> pretty amazing stuff. Thanks, cuz. Anyway, who else? Come on, let's bring it. What do you got? Hey, Steven, it's Brian Ince. How you doing today? All right, my man. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, uh, a couple of things that I uh, heard from your speaking today. One is that you know. You and your friend were talking about the uh, guy um, during his presentation, and then you had the ability to reach out to him and tell him about his suit, um, which is awesome because a lot of times other people may be thinking the same thought as you did, but they don't take action. And that's one of the things I do love about you is that you you make sure that, hey, if you see something wrong, you're trying to fix it. And yeah. that's all and I appreciate you uh, allowing me to speak. Thank you. Oh, man, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much, man. Wow, very cool of you. Thank you for uh, for the comments. You guys are awesome. All right, who else? Who else we got out here? Come on, let's give me some gold here. Drop some gold here. Let's go. What do you got? What did you What did you take away from the segment? Are you letting go? You know, Good acknowledging. This Kareen. hello. Hi, I wanted to thank you for your transparency. Um, in my culture, it's very rare to be open about your traumas. And it's like, if you don't hear, if you think your problems are the worst and you don't share your problems, you, you're not helping somebody else heal. So listening to you talk this morning and about your traumas and getting over them and being grateful for the good and the bad that has happened to you, it was a nice reminder that I can do the same thing with the trauma that I face. So thank you for your transparency. Thank you for your honesty. And I wish you the best. Kareen, you. you're a beautiful person. I can tell you that. But I can tell by looking at your picture, you're a beautiful, beautiful person. And I think that uh, when you realize that you're telling your story is helping other people relate to what you went through. And if you have a solution or you've broken through and you've done what you've done um, as a solution, then you can only help if you if you tell your story. Like I'm a big proponent of that, so I, I'm, I wish you much power in that adventure. All right, Stephen, yes. this is Jenny. Hi, what Jenny. What you said, and and your transparency, I think some people just have the heart of a champion. I I look at champions. I love Tom Brady. I 
I look at racehorses that are champions. Some people have it. You have it. And I hope that the people on stage in the lounge take to heart, not just listen to your words, but do it. I, I recommend Og Mandino has written many books, very short, medieval uh, stories. The, one is The Go-Giver Gets More. The Go-Giver. Yeah. And yeah. The Greatest Salesman in the World. You yeah. resonate. You are those books. You are telling that story. Oh. Get a vision board. Put it. Write it. I write things on with lipstick on my bathroom mirror. It yeah, we'll comes off easily. Buy me, buy me I'll have to buy me some lipstick then, I guess. Get some <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> Be pretty. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, you for appreciate being it. you. Thank you so much. That's cool. So what do you think? Should I get some lipstick? Start writing on my mirror? I can do that. Or um, you can put it on, whatever <laughs> you like. <laughs> oh, there we go. Now we're talking. Hey, man. In today's world, anything anything goes, right? Anything goes. So. That That's a different thing. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Who's next? Who heard and would like to speak? Let's hear from the, come on. There we go. Jan. Yes, indeed. Hi. My favorite clubhouse host awesome. ever. Thank you. My favorite clubhouse voice. Oh. Jan is my favorite clubhouse voice. Period. Thank you so much, Stephen. And um, really, that was an amazing segment. I think this is uh, one of my favorite ones from you, actually, today's segment. Um, wow. And goodness, you know, there are really a lot of things I really loved, loved the part about the suits. <laughs> and also about, you know, helping people, making you actually making you more powerful. I agree as well. And I think, you know, but the but the one that really kind of uh, stood out for me is is about what you said about uh, leaders in and integrity, or the lack of, and you know, kind of our, you know, you know, like our responsibility when we see that um, you know certain leaders' behavior. And uh, you know, I, I I absolutely agree. I think you know instead of putting up with it, instead of kind of continuing to follow them, you know, just just because of their positions. You know, despite the fact that your heart knows that they have no integrity, I think um, yeah. what you said is really powerful, you know, walking away. Um, and, you know, when you walk away, um, and as you said, you know, you will become more powerful, right? And you will become that leader that you want to be eventually. So, I, you know, I really love, uh, you know, your share. I know that it is something that, you know, you are always prepared to do. Um, I think, you know, that makes you, you know, a great leader as well. And by the way, happy birthday. <laughs> hey, thank you, Jan. <laughs> oh man, you rock. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's um it's something that that you know, um also Ginny said that about taking action, actually listen taking heed, like I don't prepare anything. I just show up, right? All everything I'm saying is just happening in my mind as I'm speaking with you. That's why sometimes I go slow because I'm letting it develop. I'm letting it articulate within my brain. And so I could deliver it in a, ma in a manner where you can learn or actually find um, steps that you can take to become better and to do better things. And, and that's, so it's, it's, it's for me, it's up to you. You can do whatever you want. But I can tell you if you implement some of these things, just some of them that I was that I'm talking about, it'll change your life forever. William, you were flashing. Yeah, Stephen, thank you so much for bringing me up. Yeah, what you said, uh, of course, uh, just about everything you say really resonates with me. That's because we—that's why we're paired up. But uh, yep. earlier you said leaders lead themselves first. And uh, 
That is absolutely so true. If you wanted to do anything, whatever industry you're in, uh, especially in the military, you need to set the tone and show that you're worthy of leading. So if you think about, you know, you want to be a sergeant, well, you got to be a good corporal first and you got to put in the work. So thank you so much. Uh, Leaders lead themselves first. You want to make a difference? Take care of yourself. If you can't, you can't take care of anybody else. Rock and roll champions. Semper Fi, brother. Semper Fi. Hey, Stephen. Yes, ma'am. Steven Coon, you know I'm always mentioned, brother. Oh. I had to had to wait till other people jumped in. How you doing, brother? Okay, it's Justin. We'll go with you, and then after that, we'll go with Samira. Go ahead, Justin. Yes, sounds good, my dude. Yeah. So I, the one comment you made about you know you are special, you are powerful, you can accomplish anything. I mean, you're right. And if people are sitting there telling themselves you can't do it, you're nothing, you're you're this, you're that, you're right as well. I think in both instances, you're yeah. right. It all has to do with what you're telling yourself. But, you know, I struggled for years looking to gain acknowledgement from the world, right? Waiting for the world to say that I was okay and and try to give them what they want. And it was a bottomless pit. And I had to realize that living for my purpose is what changed everything for me, right? And then the world was attracted to me, but it was a daily practice for me. What do you do on a daily basis to to look in the mirror and and know what you want to accomplish and what your purpose is to to keep yourself on track. Cause I think a lot of people can fall off if they're not doing something on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, honestly, I've tried everything. I've tried notes and I mean, you know, the one thing that works best for me, Justin is teaching. So my clients, I have, you know, I have calls with probably three new people every single day and I just help and solve and teach. And that allows me to articulate all of these things in my life that I want to move forward with. So if I'm talking to you about, let's say, your business, I'm going to include, um, if you're growth in your business, I'm going to include growth with you. How does that work? How do, they, how do they tie in together? What is the payoff when you're growing personally in your business without even touching your business? And all these kind of things. So that's helping me articulate and learn even more because the more I articulate, the more I learn. And so that, that's how I stay on track. I, I, have to help, I have to help people, you know? Obviously, I have my routines. I you know, meditate. I listen to my audiobooks in the morning. I go to the gym every single freaking day of the week. I don't care. Even if I don't train, I'll go there and ride the bike for 10 minutes, but I go, right? I mean, it's crazy. I'm so ripped right now. I got veins sticking out all over me. It's crazy. I had a great workout today. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I do. I keep myself motivated. I look in the mirror. I do the soul look. So you look into your eye in the mirror until you don't see your eye anymore and you're looking down into your soul. And then you just say, you got this, man. Today's your day. Every single day I get up, today's your day. I get up, today's your day. Yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not here. So let's live for today. Let's make it happen today. That's how I got to do it. And yes, Justin, it's work. It's constant work because you let go one time. It's like taking your foot off the gas. You can drive for 10 days straight, let go of your gas, your car's going to slow down. Same exact thing. If you're not constantly, repetition is the mother of all learning, right? So you got to repeat, repeat, repeat. So yeah, great question, Justin. Thanks so much. Hope that helped. All right. Where are we at? Where are we at? Who was next? I was next. There we go. There we go. Samira, that's it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Stephen. Oh. Honestly, bam, you know how I really care about the soul care. So when you just look at your soul and you just get that inner work, that's, I think, the most important thing. That is why, unfortunately, a lot of leaders, either they lead their personal life or maybe lead their businesses, but it's not all of it at the same time. So when we do that inner 
work with the soul, which is the most beautiful thing we can do to ourselves, because that's how we can really grow and align, because business is part of us, and we are human beings that are growing every single minute. And I love when I say everything is about like dancing. You go with the flow, adjust, learn, care, and grow. So I really so happy also you mentioned uh, something that is really a deep uh, important in my life which is coherence with everything even how you dress so i'm really happy you brought that up because i was everyone is telling me oh my god you always like kind of strict on that no but that's also part of who you are when you are showing up you're showing up with your clothes with your eye contact with your soul with your message so it all goes together so thank you for bringing that up it's always a pleasure to hear you being unique and making all of us unique here in this clubhouse and this breakfast with champion merci beaucoup shukran julian shukran jazila yeah nice look at that huh <laughs> oh man okay it's uh it's winding down we got we have one more person that we could uh, we could turn it over to hey i um i caught some of your share and you mentioned plant medicines and that's something that i've been in i've done a bit of in my life and i was just going to ask you um if you have a minute to kind of what are you are you, are you currently still working with them Yes, um, we just got back from Peru less than two weeks ago. We do an annual retreat with 10 leaders or 10 people. Uh, we work with San Pedro and Ayahuasca. San Pedro is the divine masculine. And ayahuasca is the divine feminine. Those two together create the yin and yang and, you, and who you are, the holistic thinker and then the grounded um, action taker is basically what the two are. And so we facilitate growth, expanding the consciousness, letting go of blockages. When you when you work with plant medicine, it drops all of those um, pre preconceived notions that we have in our mind because when you're on plant medicine, anything's possible. So you can create truth in your brain, firing new neurons that actually makes your brain see what you want as real. So yeah, we still use it daily. <laughs> no, I don't do it daily. Yeah, you know, no, I- Microdosing, I, people are dosing a little bit sometimes, you know, kind of stuff, yeah. a little kick. Yeah. It's, okay, it's, thank you. Yeah, Jenny, I would, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I've been doing it for 16 years. Yeah. 17, okay. 17. Okay, so. cool. I just, yeah, I just didn't know that you're, I'm glad I got, I just wanted to hear. I was, I missed um, that first part of your share, um, but thank you. Awesome. Uh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it because I'm interested in all of those. I, I've never done San Pedro or Ayahuasca, but I've worked with Ibog. Oh, Iboga. Yeah, I did Iboga. My God, I'll never do that again. I'll never do that again. Iboga was crazy. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Need a plan. I just got Ginny said we need a session on plant medicine. Well, we might do that one day. Who knows? Hey, Stephen, TM, like this is the second time I've heard about Peru in a couple of days. I see Corinde, Corindy uh, down below. She was talking about taking a trip to Peru. She owns a, a massage uh, company, but apparently there's some good stuff out in Peru. We need to go check out holistically. Well, hey, you know, we go every year. So bring it, brother. I'd love to have you. It changes your life. This this time we had. Um, a British uh, senior officer. We had a British NCO, non-commissioned officer, myself as an NCO. 
uh, Lane as an NCO. We had um, Cher uh, Dela Cruz, who's usually in this room. She's from Canada. She was there. Uh, we had uh, Maria, who's sometimes in this room. She's from Kuwait. She's an American living in Kuwait. She was there. We had uh, Sarah, my business partner from Australia. She was there. We all emerged from all over the world in Peru for nine fantastic days of journeying through the consciousness and clearing out all the cobwebs and making a clear and focused path forward for the rest of the year until we do it again. Come on, everybody. We're following That's Stephen beautiful. to Peru. We're following That's Stephen beautiful. to Peru, everybody. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, Let's I'm, do I'll, it. Go, I'll, I'll go to Peru any day of the week. So I have to come in out of Peru in all this beautifulness. I'll go. All right, let's do it. Well, there's a link. If you go to my um, Instagram page, there's, I don't know what that link is called at the profile. You'll see the Peru journey link underneath that link in the profile. You can read all about it. We don't have the new dates yet because we just got back, but you can read about the itinerary and what we do and how it works. There's a little video there, explains everything, and off we go. So, but my session's over. That was quick, wasn't it? My goodness. I love you guys. I really do. I, you know, it's like a highlight of my week coming in here. It really is. I love, I love seeing you all. I love working with you all um, and getting your input on this as well. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. And before I give it over to the next mod, um, remember what it's all about. Quality of life. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.